It's good to be in the house of God. You know, when I, whenever I come through the doors of here and I kind of settle in this kind of atmosphere, I notice the change and the difference um, quite immediately. Um, and when I say that, I'm not saying that God is, God's presence is not at home and in your private life. I'm not saying that. But there's something um, to be taken hold of when you come into an atmosphere that has been sanctified almost by praise and worship and prayer. You notice a difference. You, you, you notice there's something different about this place. Amen? And that's how it should be with our lives. But there's something different about this place. This is a place of worship. This is a place of adoration to God. This is a place of thanksgiving. And I think that's something that should be continually a part of our lives. This continuous thanksgiving. This continuous offering of of praise and worship and adoration. Amen? Praise the Lord. Well, we're singing some, lo- we're singing, um, some lovely songs. Them first two songs really um, struck me this morning when we first started. Um, could we just have the words of that last song up? Is that okay? The, sorry, the first song. Is that all right? Has it gone? It's, it was speaking about um, being free. Um, and I thought, yes. He forgave me. Now I'm free. He forgave me. Now I'm free. Amen. And then there was another one about freedom as well that followed shortly after that. Um, yeah, I'll oh, praise the Lord, I'm free. Amen. We're going to go to Luke 10 today, Luke 10. Um, we're going to start from verse, verse 11. Sorry, 17. Chapter 17, verse 11. I'm blessed. Are you blessed this morning? You should be. You should, the thing is, you should be already blessed before you come in here. <laughs> it's true. A lot of people think, well, I'm going to come today to get my blessing. Well, where did it go from last week then? <laughs> well, did, did you lose it at the back of the car? Where is your blessing? Sometimes we get these kind of phrases and we throw them out there. I'm going to get my blessing. Well, I've already got my blessing. Every blessing has been bestowed upon me in Christ Jesus. All blessings. All blessings. I just carry it. You just think it's gone. It hasn't gone. You just come back to that truth. I'm blessed. Are you blessed? I'm blessed. Have you got Jesus? When you've got all the blessings. That's the truth, you know. You haven't lost it. You just haven't realised it. <laughs> you can't lose your blessing. You can lose your experience of your blessing. But God's blessed you in Christ. That's, that's the difference. God's blessed you in Christ. I'll just pray that we'd live in the life of that blessing, in the truth of that blessing, and realise it daily. Amen. But yeah, you know, um, we're going to start from 11, but I want to just say to you before we start, has the word of the Lord come to you? And has the word of the Lord brought you to the great high priest? Because the word of the Lord would take you to the high priest. 
the great high priest is Jesus. Amen. It's Luke, Luke, we're going Luke 17, uh, uh, verse 11. Okay, amen. Let me just read. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then he entered a certain village. There met him ten lepers, ten men who were lepers, who stood far off. And they lifted their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now, just quickly before I continue, um, that we see these men were, were, were isolated from society because of their condition. Leprosy is a killer. Um, there's no um, quick fix for leprosy. I don't think we've found a cure today. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but it was a, a terrible skin disease and it was rampant in these times. Uh, and the people would be um, literally outcasted from society. They would be swept to one side, especially um, under the Jewish system of things. They would be put to one side. They wouldn't be having any contact with other people at all because it was so contagious, it was deadly. And here we see that these ten men cry out to Jesus from afar off. So you could just picture the fact that they were desperate. They were in a great, great need. And they cried out for the mercy of God. Amen? Let's continue. So when he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. Now this is an interesting statement because we've got to understand here that we would often think that Jesus would do the regular Jesus thing, which is either speak or lay hands or pray of some kind. But here, he just gives them a command. Go and show yourself to the priests. Now, why did he say that? That's an interesting thing to say. They were far off. They weren't close. They were far off. And he says, go and show yourselves to the priests. Now, remember, this is the time of the law, and it's part of the Jewish law. And people um, that claim to be healed um, of leprosy would have to go and show themselves and present themselves before the priest, the high priest. And then he would inspect them, and he would go through some uh, rituals, etc. And we can read about that. Let's just read about that, because it's found in Leviticus. And if we look at Leviticus 14, this all, all helps to understand what is actually going on here. Because you often would think Jesus would act quite typically in this situation, wouldn't you? You would think he would go and pray or he would go and do the usual thing. But by doing this, he's showing us something very special. Now let's just read from um, Leviticus 14. And it says in Leviticus 14, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying this, This shall be the law of a leper. By, by that day of his cleansing, he shall be brought to the priest. And the priest shall go out of the camp, and the priest shall examine him. And indeed, if the leprosy is healed in the leper, then the priest shall command him to take, sorry, then the priest shall command to take for him who is to be clean, cleansed two living and clean birds, cedarwood, scarlet, and hyssop, and the priest shall command that one of the birds shall be killed in an earthen vessel running over water. 
As for the living bird, he shall take it, the cedar wood and the scarlet and the hyssop, and dip them and the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed. This is important. Over the running water. And he shall sprinkle it seven times on him who is cleansed from leprosy, and shall pronounce him clean. Amen. So here you have it, that the person who claims this healing would be inspected by the priest. He will examine him. Then he takes these two birds. He would kill one. And with the blood, he would dip it in the bird, the living bird, into the blood with running water coming into it. And here it says cedar wood and hyssop. And there's different types and symbolic meaning for each of these things. But we won't go into all of them at the moment. Um, But the blood would be sprinkled on the man. Seven times, and he would be declared clean. Amen. Now, this is a wonderful truth. Now, let's just continue, because this is amazing, this bit. And he shall pronounce him clean, and shall let the living bird loose and open, and shall pronounce the living bird loose in the open field. Amen? And shall let the living bird loose in the open field. Now, this is a wonderful truth. So, you've got these two birds, and you've got one that is dipped in the other bird's blood, and then you've got this, the water running into it, and that bird that was alive would be set free. Amen. Now, if you could, if you could see um, a type or a picture of the sacrifice of Jesus, it's one right here, right now. Because the sacrificial bird... The sacrificial bird is a type of Christ. And as he was killed, the other bird was dipped in his blood. And in the dipping of the blood, because of that sacrifice, the bird was freed. And I see this this morning. And the reason why I started to say, does the word of the Lord lead you to the high priest? Because this word led me to the high priest. And the high priest is Jesus. He is the high priest. But he is also the sacrificial bird. And that sacrificial bird, he cleanses us, he plunges us into his blood, separating us, freeing us, and frees that bird, sets that bird free. Amen. So it's a picture of the sacrificial lamb of God that would die for our sin, but also he pronounces us clean. His sprinkling of his blood pronounces you clean. It's amazing, this. This is amazing. He frees us. He lets the bird loose. It's in the cleansing you find your freedom. It's in the sacrifice, it's in the forgiveness that you see, you experience your freedom. Because it cleanses you to be free. Amen? Because of your because of the sacrifice, because of the cleansing, because of the washing of sin, because of what Jesus done, you've been loose like that bird. You've been freed like that bird. And this was a picture of the forgiveness of Jesus. This was a picture of what Jesus would bring into the world. But it also represents the cleansing of this particular man who had leprosy. And you think of how horrific that, that disease was. And you think of how hideous it was and how it, contaminated, um, how it contaminated the whole man's body. 
It must have been. It must have been. It must have been terrific. So here we go. Here we have that Jesus. That Jesus says this because Jesus was obeying everything in the law at this particular time. He was not outside of the law. He was fulfilling all of the requirements of the law. You know, some people see Jesus as the righteous rebel. He was the fulfilment of everything that he required. He wasn't above the law. He wasn't beyond the law. He was doing what it required. But he was also showing the grace of God in this. He was revealing his grace through all this. He was revealing his mercy on this particular man. And he was also freeing him from that particular bondage. Amen. So he says to them, go and show yourself to the priests. Remember, at this point, at this point, the man hadn't received his healing. Now, sometimes, when you haven't received something or you haven't entered into the experience of it, the tendency sometimes is to sit down and just wait. Like this. Well, Lord, you just need to do it. And sometimes people can just sit for a long time and say, well, God's just got to do that. But here, the lepers heard the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord was to go and show yourself to the priest. Amen? So God is interested in the response. The response to you, for, of his word, the response, your response to him and what he shows you and what he says to you. Now, the response is important because they wasn't clean at first and then they became clean as they went their way. Yeah? It says here, and, and so it was that as they went, they were clean. And not before, but as... They went, not when they got there, but as they went their way, they were made clean. And sometimes you've just got to do something to get to where you need to go, or where you want to be. Sometimes the word has come, and you just need to act upon it. You just need to put it in action. You just need to say, okay, I'm going to go. You can sit and sit and sit and sit until the cows come home. But sometimes when the word comes, you just need to get up and respond. And then things start to happen. Amen? The power of response to the word of the Lord is powerful. It's powerful. Don't underestimate this whole thing. Because people can sit forever and God can speak and people continue to sit. But you've got to act upon what God shows you. Amen. And in the movement, there was a cleansing, there was a washing, there was a cleansing, there was a wash, and they were clean. And the prior priest would be there and he would examine them and they'll be clean. Wonderful miracle. Amazing miracle. And there were ten. You see this, there's many, many people will hear and will move. And some won't even get that far. But there's a greater miracle in this story. Shall we continue? 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice, glorifying God, and fell down on his face and his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. 
So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten that were cleansed? But But why is there only nine? Were there not any who returned to give God glory except a foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. So here you have so here you have this picture of you see ten were healed. Only one returned. Tells you something about human nature, doesn't it? I think the greatest miracle was in the one that returned. We can be very focused on the miracle, but it's the one that returns to the source of all miracles. It's an attitude of response to go back in thanksgiving was the greatest miracle of all. Because God is interested in the response of your heart to go back and to give him thanks. Now listen to me. Many people profess thanksgiving. But this man went back. He had to go somewhere. It took time, it took energy, it took stamina, it took resources for him to return and say, thank you, Lord, for what you have done and what you have given me. Thank you. And he glorified and he started to worship God. You see, the law never said to him, the Lord here, he never commanded him to come back and to praise him. He never said, you must come back and praise me. But he did say, go and show yourself to the priests. And they all went. That's the law. The law would demand you to do something. And they done it and they received that by faith. Faith in Christ, yeah? Amen? They received it. But the grace of God brings a great response of thanksgiving. You see, the grace of God, you see, what happened here in that healing, what happened here in that miracle brought about a great response of thanksgiving. It was instinctive. It was something that was a great response. It was overwhelming. Thank you, Lord. He wasn't because he was told to. It was because of what Jesus had done. Now, have we got a heart? that responds in such manner that says, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. I will return that back to you, Lord. It's not just about the very thing that's supplied in my life, but it's about the supplier of all great gifts and all heavenly blessings. It's a sacrifice of praise, and it's a sacrifice to give true thanksgiving. It's not just spiritual lip service. He went out of his way to give thanks. Amen. And this is interesting because, um, like I said, the ultimate miracle, the ultimate miracle, I believe, is in the one. Is in the one. I wonder what happened to the nine. I wonder sometimes, you know, do you think the nine just went about their business and thought, I'm healed now, well, I can just crack on, I can just do what I need to do and just everything's all hunky-dory. And that's okay? Maybe. I bet there was a few that was like that. Could have been. Odds. 
Must have been a few, just cracked on with their life. But God is looking at the response in your heart. He's saying, will you come back? And will you honour me for what I've given you? And there's freedom. You see, thanksgiving is so important because what it does, it shifts your perspective. It takes it off of this natural earthly realm and it turns it back unto him. It's like a whoosh. It's no, 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 Lord, it's, it's, this is good, this is great. I value all of these things and this is wonderful. But I acknowledge you, the supplier, the great heavenly source. You're free if you can do that. I shouldn't have to tell you to do it. It should be a response. It should be, I'm there. Thank you. That's what the grace of God gives to us. You're free. Are you free? The priest will set you free. Like that bird. Amen. The cross will set you free. Like that bird was released in the open. A wonderful picture of the cross. The release of that bird. The sacrifice. I'm plunged in his blood. I'm absorbed by the blood like that other bird. And released. I love that. Released like a bird, man. It's amazing. What a precious release. That Leviticus. You know, this word led me to that word. And it led me to the high priest. If you, you know, you get this. It's powerful. Let the word of the Lord... Leads you to the great high priest who died for you. Who submerges you in his blood and releases you free like that bird. It's wonderful. Praise the Lord. Isn't that good? See, the first miracle here, I believe, because Jesus says, was it Jesus? They were all cleansed. In 14. And so it was, it says here, and so it was that as they went, they were all cleansed. Amen. So they were all cleansed. And we know that one returned. Yeah? One returned for thanksgiving. Now I believe the first, the first miracle was the cleansing. But after this, let's just, let's just read on. And the reason why I say first, because if we read on, we should open up to you a little bit more. 17. It says, So Jesus answered them, Were there not ten that cleansed? But why only nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. So I believe this wellness was not the wellness of the leprosy here. This was the wellness within. Amen? This is where the rubber hits the road. Are you well within? This is about the inner man. The inner man. The physical is wonderful. The external is amazing. But God is interested in the inner man. He expected them to return. But only one returned. Amen. The first was wellness of physical well-being. As important as it is, the secondly was greater 
It was internal well-being of the inner man. The one that returns thanksgiving has well-being in the inner man. Have you got well-being, brothers and sisters? Is your soul well? Is your inner man free like that bird? Have you come to the great high priest to release you from the cage of sin? Amen. This Jesus can release you like that bird from the bondage of iniquity and sin and guilt. Amen. His precious blood frees every guilty sinner and pronounces him clean. The sprinkling of the blood pronounced that leper clean, inspected him. (coughs) You're clean. Amen. That's all good. You excited? Wow, this is a good word. Come on. I got this in the week. I was so buzzing. Last couple of days. It's like, come on, man. It is. It's like, ka-ching. You know, that's in the Holy Spirit's in your case. When you didn't see something and now it's plain. I get it. Get it. Get it. This is what Jesus done for us. It's all about Jesus here. It says, arise, go your way. Your faith, your faith what, in what I said and who I am. Your faith made you well. It was him that done this. Your faith has made you well. Why was he well the second time? I've already said it. Because he gave thanks. He was well on the inside. You know something? Them other guys, they may have been well physically, but was they well continually in their heart? Possibly not. May may have come at a later date. It may have come at a later date. Brothers and sisters, I want you to be a people of thanksgiving. Give him praise for what he's done to you. Give him thanksgiving. Have a response. Have a reaction. Have an instinct of praise. Of thanksgiving and glorifying God. It's your sacrifice before him. It's a pleasing sacrifice before him. This is wonderful news. That's precious anointing. Holy Spirit, thank you. For what you reveal through your word, you lead us to the great high priest, the inhabitant of Zion. We thank you for all that you've given us. Make it vocal. We praise you, Lord, for the sprinkling of your blood that declares us unclean. You release us freely like that bird. Hallelujah. Because there's nothing on you no more. Physically and spiritually, external and internal, in all things, God can make you clean in Jesus' name. He's got something for you. Praise the Lord. Give him thanks in this place. Hallelujah. Let that be your spiritual instinct, just to react and respond to the grace of God that he's given you freely. Here he was, the fulfilment of it all. Making these lepers clean. But he was looking at the heart of those who return. The one that returned. The one that returned. Be the one that returns. Don't be the one that just continues to do his stuff. Return. Thanksgiving. Return it to him. Don't just look at the supply. But look at the supplier. Look at the supplier. The source of all. 
In Jesus' name. We love you, Lord. Precious Holy Spirit. Thank you for what you've given us, oh God. Forgive us, Lord, where we've been so surrounded by life that it's almost taken over our thinking and our thoughts. The busyness of life has congested our hearts at times, oh God. And I confess that before you, Lord, openly. Forgive us. But we give you thanks for all that you've freely given us. Thank you. We honour you above all the things. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Bless you, man. Bless you. Thank you. I woke up about seven o'clock this morning, and the Holy Spirit is talking to me and saying, "Discern between that which is clean and holy, and that is that is not clean and holy." And. Uh, The application, as far as I'm concerned with that, is this. These, it's amazing you read that bit today. These men that went were healed or cleansed, as it says. But their leprosy, the bits that had fallen off them, because the disease of leprosy, you lose bits, you lose your nose. You lose your fingers. All your extremities start to just die and fall off. But the one who came back, it says, in my Bible, it says, was made whole. And what I, how I apply that is this. When we're born of God... There's a cleansing that play, takes place and there's a holiness which comes in our lives. Hallelujah. But we have to discern who we are. We are made holy, complete. And like this man, this leper that was restored whole, we are restored whole. You see, we're not we're not like the leper, bits missing. We've not got any witness to ever being a leper. We haven't got any witness in our lives to being a sinner. God has cleansed us and made us whole. Not just cleansed us, he's, made, he's restored us to everything. It says, talks about the canker worm and all those things. He's restored all the years. Hallelujah. All the years of wasted energy and, uh, and life, he's made us whole. And I want to tell you this morning, don't go looking into the minutiae of your old life. Hallelujah. There's nothing left of that old life. Hallelujah. That's the cleansing. And we are holy. We have to discern that we're holy in God. 
We have to know that we're holy. That our flesh, my flesh, is giving me a lot of jip at the moment. And the enemy comes and says, what have you done to, to deserve that? Where is your God now? Where is your God? Yeah, you see, he comes and says, where is your God? But we can turn to him and say, I'm humble. I'm washed. I am holy. I don't feel holy. You don't have to feel holy. You have to know by faith that God has made you holy. And he has completed you and made you whole. Lock, stock and barrel. And don't let the enemy come onto your territory and take away that which God has done for you. You know, that's the only thing we have to do is to protect ourselves from the deception that Satan tries to put in our life. He tries to say we're worthless, but we're not worthless. God paid a high price for us. You are a high price job. You're not done on the cheap. You didn't go to a back street bloke to fix you up. You've got a priceless, gold-plated salvation. Hallelujah. 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 And no matter how you feel, I don't feel like doing this this morning. I, I could have stayed home. Hallelujah. And I had all sorts of excuses. If you go along, you could... Give them something that they might catch, which might be harmful to them. Well, I've come to give you something that if you catch it, it will do you good. <laughs> it will make you strong. <laughs> See, that's the wonderful thing. <laughs> it's not what we feel, it's what we know. Yeah. Hallelujah. In our spirit. My spirit is strong. That's why I try to... That's why I try to break out of my inability. That's why I'm pushing things a bit this morning. Hallelujah. I want to sing to the glory of God. I want to praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 We just praise you this morning. We thank you. We are the overcomers, Lord. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word that you put in our life. Oh, hallelujah. You see, people talk about what is the word. The word is that living thing within you that tells you that God loves you. It's something in you that's... Nobody can take away. Hallelujah. I've got something that the world can't give. Can we sing that? <laughs> and the world can't take it away. I've got something worth talking about. It makes me sing and it makes me shout. <laughs> I've got... <laughs>